Get ready to move from ordinary to extraordinary, natural to supernatural, with Radical Change Ministries. Good morning, everybody. It's good to see the three men, four men, sorry, talent. <laughs> um, you know, sometimes we, we, we don't realize what God is doing. And when you look back, you see what he's done. And um, there were so many challenges this morning. Um, and the enemy just tries to get a foothold, isn't it? Always. Always tries to, to cause you to get discouraged or disappointed or whatever. I married a couple this weekend in Koster. And um, you only have three days, well, it's, yeah, maximum three days to hand in the documents after the wedding. So, um, Shanae went to hand them in this morning, and the guy has been divorced since 2003, but it's never been registered at the, at home affairs. So now he's not divorced. <laughs> Can you, it's so stupid. It's not on the system. We have all the documents there, but they don't, oops, they don't, you know, so it can make you discouraged because now it's just a lot of unnecessary. But then again, God is good and he will sort it out and he's won the victory. And um, if we just realize what a powerful God we serve. And no matter what the, what the enemy means for our harm, he will turn around for, for our good. And sometimes it's like, um, I know we get excited and, and we feel it should happen now. And faith is now. It's true. But then it doesn't happen. <laughs> and then, you know, what do you do? You have to, yes. You have to keep on believing. But for some people, they don't know how to believe. Isn't it? It's true. You don't know how to believe because there's things in your life that when something like that happens, it triggers something, isn't it? And that's what God's been showing me. Um, I've been asking him to, and, um, to uproot, and that's what I'm going to talk about today. You know, the last time we spoke about rooted, being deeply rooted, and the times before, we've spoken about that before, that we have to be rooted and grounded in the Word of God. But many times, there's some other roots in between that shouldn't be there. And there's scripture for that. One time I put this specific scripture on Facebook, and somebody answered me, that's not scriptural. Man, of course I jumped on there with the scripture, <laughs> because it is. God uproots. He uproots things in our lives, if we allow him, okay? And that's in Matthew 15, 13. Jesus answered them, every plant which my heavenly Father has not planted will be torn up by the roots. So say after me, Lord, I choose today, I ask you, in the name of Jesus, every plant in my life that you did not plant, 
uprooted in Jesus' name. So how, how do we know which plants wasn't planted from him? Who could tell me? Give me a... <laughs> Dr. Rivet, you want to start? The plants that don't nourish, that's, yeah, maybe a little bit. Okay, <laughs> like? Well, um, fear? Fear, unbelief. Rejection? Yeah, discouragement. Discouragement, disappointment, insecurities, addictions. I like depression, heaviness. God didn't plant those seeds. He didn't plant them. That comes from sometimes in the mother's womb, rejection comes in. But God didn't plant that seed because he accepted us. Because before he formed us in the womb, he knew us. He made us wonderfully and fearfully. He knitted us together in our mother's womb. Sometimes it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fleshly thing and then we start feeding it and it takes root. Bitterness. The Bible says don't let bitterness take root. Hmm? Unforgiveness. Pride. Pride is a big thing because that was the, the, the enemy was kicked out of heaven because he wanted to be God. He thought he was better than God. Um, you know, God just showed me again that um, that's where I've told that story. I, I don't know who of you guys listened on Thursday evening. And I said it in one of my sermons before about the lady who went to the silversmith you know, to, to see how silver is purified seven times. And she asked the silversmith, um, how, you know, how do you do it with fire? And he says, you put the silver in the fire. And she says, um, and he says, the fire has to be really very hot and he has to keep on making it hotter and hotter and hotter so that the silver gets more purified. And, and, and he wasn't looking at her and she said, um, but... How do you know when the silver is ready? He said, that's easy. He first said, you don't, I can't take my eye off the silver because it can burn. And it can, it can go over and then it's worth nothing. So I never take my eye off the silver. And the other one, and then she said to him, but how do you know when it's ready? He said, when I can see my own reflection in the silver. And that's how God is. He wants to see, he wants to remove that every plant that you might have sown in your, planted in your own life or came in with, you know, and he wants to get rid of it because he wants to see his reflection in us. We have to be the reflection of the Lord Jesus Christ to the world. And when you walk past the mirror, he doesn't have to talk to you and say, hey, Hi, Jared. <laughs> it doesn't do that. You see your own reflection, isn't it? So when people walk past you, that's what they should see. 
And the more we st people start seeing the Lord Jesus in your life, you know, that's what we must strive for, for people to experience the love of God. Let us truly be the light of the world, the salt of the earth. So when they start talking to you, they must get hungry for God. I, I got an, a WhatsApp during the week which said, how did revival break out with Jonah who only spoke eight words? That whole city repented with eight words. Huh? I didn't go look it up, but the answer I gave, I haven't even looked it up yet, but I will, um, was those people were hungry. They were hungry. Hungry for the word of God, hungry for change. And I think we are, our country is there. That they should see the church arising. Because that's what's going to change them. That's the only thing that's going to change our country. When the power of God starts to manifest everywhere we go. And that's each and every one of your assignment. That's what Jesus sent. He sent out the disciples. Let the blind see, let the deaf hear. Sometimes it's not just people that are blind that you have to pray. It's spiritually blindness. It's spiritually deafness. And in this scripture, it was, um, Jesus was walking with his disciples. Oh, that's in Luke. Let me get that. Um, oh, I didn't put it down. But in Luke, he was walking with his disciples. And um, it was a Sabbath. And they were working in a field, and they started picking up the corn and, and threshing it and taking it off the cobs and eating it. And, of course, there was religious people there, Pharisees, and they said to them, you're not allowed to do that on the Sabbath. And then he said, but David did that. When people are hungry, he fed them the bread of the, which the priest was only supposed to eat. You know? We have to start making people hungry and thirsty for the word. That's what we, we should be at such a place spiritually that when people talk to you, no matter where you are, that they will want to have what you have, isn't it? And the only way we're going to get that is when we, when we really are so full of the word that that's the only thing that's coming out of you because you will reflect what's inside of you. Because in that scripture, Jesus said, it's not what goes into you, what defiles you. It carries on. You know, it's what comes out of you. It, it, what is coming out of you, no matter what, what, when, and what situation you are, what is coming out of you? It, oh, you know, I always say, um, I don't know, it sounds like repetition, it's really what God is laying on my heart. We have to, we have to start, um, I just have to, I forgot to open this. There we are. Um, we truly have to be the light. So when you step in, darkness starts to flee. You know, because those people need to be liberated. And that's what the Jesus does. He liberates. He sets free the Spirit of God. And that scripture also says that it's when you were taught this, 
this Murphy one, he, he answered, every plant which my heavenly father has not planted will be torn up by its roots. It's also teachings, religious stuff that we grew up with. Okay, I didn't grow, grow up religiously, but many of us, it, they're so in religion and they put themselves under the law. I have to pray so many hours a day. I have to read my Bible. You have to, but I mean, no, you must want to. That's the difference. Not have to. You must want to. But in the beginning, I had to. I had to discipline myself to pray. I had to discipline myself to, um, to study the Word. It didn't come naturally. It's like exercise. When I exercise, I do very well. But to discipline myself to, to do it, it's easier to be lazy and sit on the couch. Really, it is. Than to, to exercise. But it's more important to study the Word. And not to get into trivialities and dissensions and fighting about certain things. Because that's what brings division. You know, God says in Philippians 2 verse 13, not in your own strengths. Because many times we want to try and do it ourselves. But if we allow the Holy Spirit to show us, then it, it just gets pulled out so easily. It's when, when you water the garden and everything is so soft, to get the, um, the weeds out of the grass before you've watered it, it's a struggle. But if it's nice and wet, you just take that weed and it pulls out so easily, it comes out every root, even those small, tiny little ones. Isn't it? You just pull it out so easily. But it's when you start to water yourself with the Word of God. The Spirit comes and, and it, it saturates everything. And that that is not of God gets pulled out so easily. And that's what we should do. Then it's not painful. It is God who is all the while effectually at work in you, energizing and creating in you the power and the desire, both to will and to work for his good pleasure and satisfaction and delight. Now say that after me. Say, Lord, thank you that you are effectu effectually at work in me, energizing and creating in me the power and the desire both to will and to work for your good pleasure and satisfaction and delight. Can you see God delights it when we start to, to spend time with him? And who is he? He's his word. You get to know him better through the word and then the Holy Spirit will start bringing revelation and reveal to you. And remove that that's not within you. That's not supposed to be there. Because you're getting saturated. And then it's easy to just remove those, those fears, those, the, the hindrances, everything hindering you to move forward in this season. Because in every season, there's different stuff. And some of the things are so deeply rooted that you don't even realize I'm struggling with this. 
because you think that's who you are. That's part of your character. But if it doesn't line up with the word of God, it's not. If you get so angry that you are out of control, it's, it's, it's something that needs to be uprooted out of your life. And, and the word of God is what you measure at that. Jesus got angry. It's not, it's not sin to get angry. But you mustn't sin when you are angry. You still have to be in control because the Holy Spirit is a spirit of self-control. So that's how you're going to start operating as a supernatural being when the supernatural spirit of God gets bigger inside of you with your spirit than your flesh, than your soul, your will, your intellect, your emotions. Especially emotionally. It's so easy to, to when somebody says something to feel rejected. I really sometimes have to fight that thing. Because people get um, familiar. They get familiar with your anointing. They get familiar with your gift, and it, 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 it's not a gift to them anymore. It's normal. And it can make me feel rejected sometimes. Does it make sense? Say, I will be a, a person that's uncompromisingly and consistently righteous. I shall possess the land forever. The branch of my planting, the work of my hands will be glorified. The least one shall become a thousand, and the small one a strong nation. I, the Lord, will hasten everything in my life to its appointed time. Can you see there's an appointed time for everything? And sometimes we want to rush it, but maybe... But God knows what's going to happen if we, if we rush into it. And sometimes the doors stay closed, which you believe you heard from God, you had to do, you had to go or whatever, and then it just doesn't open. But God knows the appointed time. He knows exactly, okay, now. Now is the time to go. It's with Daniel. He prayed for 21 days, but the first day God heard him. But even in that, it worked out for his good. Because I'm telling you, he kept on. And that sometimes I think, I think God just, he doesn't, he doesn't hinder it. I mean, I don't, if my children ask me for something, I want to do it immediately. But then things happen and we can't. And it's a good thing in the end. At that moment, we don't think it's a good thing. But it is. You know, 
Deuteronomy 1.11 is one of my favorite scripture. God said, I'll make you a thousand times as many as you are. It's a thousand times. That's fold. But can he make you a thousand times as many as you are right now? Or is that junk gonna are you gonna are you gonna make disciples that struggling with stuff? Makes us think, no. Makes us think. But it makes me excited because I can strive for more. I can strive to 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 get to know God better. Because I, the more I know his heart, the more I can reveal his heart. Isn't it? The more you're gonna operate in power and might. And 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 stay on on what God not getting your own interpretation, but being so sensitive to stay exactly, because it's so easy today to go off. There's so many things. I heard the other day, you can, um, as Christians, go out of your body, I can go to my husband, I can see what he's doing, and then come back. <laughs> It's a mighty man of God teaching this. And I'm thinking, what is wrong with you? What is wrong? No accountability. We have to stay accountable. They used the scripture of, of Paul and Enoch that was taken away. But he was taken out of his, his whole person. I'm sitting here right now, and then when, when then you see I'm, I've, I'm gone, Everything of me, not just my spirit, everything of me, and I'm in Armelua. That's what the word says. But now again, in those times, they didn't have the, the transport we have today. And I've heard of testimonies. A guy needs to go to Russia. And then he gets into the lift and he doesn't have an airplane ticket or he's just trusting God that everything will fall in place. And when he gets out of the lift, he's at the airport in Russia. And there he has a problem because he doesn't have his passport's not stamped. But I've heard testimonies like that. God will make a way. But it was the whole person that was, and I'm, listen, I'm not judging. In Afrikaans, it says it very nicely. I don't know what it's in English. This ordeal in beordeal. It's a difference. And I've seen people who don't know the word will say, I'm judging you. <laughs> I just don't agree with that, what they are saying. We have to be so careful. Stay with the word of God. Stay accountable to great men and women of God. Stay accountable. Don't go run after every teaching and every woe. Now suddenly you must fast every Friday. Now you must fast no matter what. But fasting is not for, for God to do something. 
Fasting is you. It's for you. That's what God wants. God wants each and every one of us to operate in the gifting that he has given us, but it has to be a pure, unadulterated gift with the fruit. And, and fruit does not come overnight. Have you ever seen a fruit tree that you, you sow the seed tonight, tomorrow it's bearing fruit? No. It, it just doesn't work like that. And some fruits faster than others. So maybe your love, your kindness, your goodness grew fast. But your self-control is still a little bit... <clears throat> Isn't it? But then we, you know, okay, there I'm, I'm still... So what am I going to do? I'm going to start feeding it. I'm going to start watering it. I'm going to get scripture for it. I'm going to stand on that. And then all the, all the junk will be uprooted. All that that God didn't plant will start being removed because that which God planted, that incorruptible seed, will start to grow faster. And the yield will be better because there's no other... Um, tears and, and insecurities and stuff that is blocking your gift from operating to its full potential. To step into the supernatural which God wants us to operate in. Those levels. Isn't it? I mean, I work with farmers every day. I said it before. And um, when they can, they're starting to prepare the lands and putting in everything they need before they start planting the seeds. So the ground has to sometimes be prepared. I'm not going to sow into ground that hasn't been prepared. That's not very, I'm not going to get the yield that I want. Does it cost them more money? Yes, it does. Is it going to cost you maybe? Yes. Maybe some of your time? Maybe financially? Maybe emotionally? But man, the reward. Because he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. What is diligence? Every single day. And like I said the other day, sometimes I said I don't pray every day. It's not that I don't pray every day. It's just different every single day. But I speak to God the whole day, every single day. Because it's like my, it's, I can't not wake up and not start speaking to God. And even when you're busy and you, it's, it's phone calls and it, it doesn't matter. God knows. But when we rest in him, we know he's always there. He's not leaving me. He's listening to me. And when I struggle with something and I need wisdom, he says, ask, ask me. And 
I want him to show me what is in me that, that he didn't plant. Am I serious today? You all look so serious. Are you awake? <laughs> Say, I am awake. No spirit of sleep and slumber is operating in my life. That has to go right now. In Jesus' name. Have you seen that? I've seen that a lot of times. When people come to church, they can't stay awake. You know that it's a spirit that's, that's operating. Because it wants to put you to sleep. You're so busy concentrating to keep awake. You don't hear a word that the pastor is saying. You have to get stop that thing. You get rid of that thing. That thing is not from God. That's a spirit. And if you starve it, it will, it will go. And at night when you're supposed to sleep, then you're wide awake. And in church where you're supposed to be wide awake, you're sleeping. <laughs> Are you ready? Remember what I said when we come here on a Wednesday morning? Are you ready to minister to people? So let's, let's um, our online um, audience, I'm going to look at yours. Um, we're going to minister to, uh, I've forgotten your name. Say again. Jade. Okay. Jade, do you want to come stand here? You're going to be on camera. Is it okay? Okay. Are you ready to... to to encourage this young man. Is it okay if we prophesy over you? No problem. Do you want prophecy? Yes. You do. Okay. Hallelujah. See, God hears your prayer, Jared. <laughs> Hallelujah. So are you ready, mighty men and women of God, to minister to this guy? If you don't have a word, then you just give him a compliment. Okay? Or a scripture. Or you ask the Holy Spirit to give you a vision. Or you just trust the Holy Spirit because it does not disappoint. Okay? And the online audience as well, if you would just join in with us, it'll be great. So who's ready to minister to this young man? Jared. Awesome. You're going to have to take the mic, please. <laughs> I have this one today. <laughs> okay. Um, I saw God pouring anointing oil all over you from the tip of your head flowing down. Hallelujah. Awesome. So if we put scripture with that, I'm just, I'm just helping the prophetic word. It's an amazing word, and it's true. And I can put scripture with that. Who can put scripture? Rita? Verse 1, 2. Do you want it to? Wow, awesome. Psalm 103 says the anointing flows down. 133, verse 1, 2, 3. Yes. Psalm. It says that the anointing of, of Abraham flows from the head right down. And where there's unity, God commands his blessing. Okay? So Psalm 133, verse 1 to 3. But it is recorded. 
I just want to add what he said. The moment when you stand there, um, I see just this bubbly person. You are a bubbly person. And God's going to, um, that anointing, oil anointing, the oil, is going to um, change it into joy in your life. That you're going to touch people, people's hearts with your joy inside of you. That you're going to be astonished what God's going to do through you for other people. Okay, when you walk past, God said, fountain of youth. So I was like, whoa, okay. But he says, you're going to be a leader for the youth. You're going to be one, because God says he's going to use the youth now. The youth is going to rise up, and you're going to be one of the leaders. I only see you go in the building and the doors start to open for you. As far as you walk inside, doors going to open. God's going to open doors for you. Awesome. I'm going to tell you. That's going to encourage you guys. Uh, online audience said God is preparing you. Sibu Siso um, is saying this. God is preparing you for a new venture. Many doors are going to open up for you. Stay and believe in his promises. And um, Patricia said you're a warrior. You know, like those big, you know what a warrior is. You play TV games, yeah, <laughs> video games. Too, many, too much. Mm-hmm. More time with Jesus, less time with TV. <laughs> How do I know that? <laughs> okay. I, I want to share a scripture with him. Um, it's about wise counsel. So it's Proverbs 19, 20 to 22 from the Passion Translation. Listen well to wise counsel and be willing to learn from correction so that by the end of your life, you'll be known for your wisdom. A person might have many ideas concerning God's plans for his life, but only the designs of God's purpose will succeed in the end. A man is charming when he displays tender mercies to others, and the lover of God who is poor and promised nothing is better than a rich liar who never keeps his promises. So, yeah, basically... Sit in the council of the wise and learn from them. Yeah. Um, I'm going to in Proverbs 16, verse 3, Sibosiso said it again, and it's, a, it, it's exactly what Dr. Yvette said now, said now. Commit your plans unto the Lord. They will be established. Hallelujah. Desmond? Amen. Thank you, moms. Uh, I want to confirm with, with what Sibosiso was saying. Yeah, I want to give you a scenario, brother, so hopefully you'll understand, since I can't understand much. Fulfillment, it's in, the, it's in the reason of the existence of a thing. You see, if God made you to be something, your only fulfillment is in that thing. Your purpose is the idea of the creator. So if the creator has an idea about you, you living in that idea, that's what will bring you fulfillment. The blessings of God are expressed through his purpose for your life. I hope that will make sense to you soon. Thank you. Got that? Okay. Okay, what God showed me, is everybody finished? Anybody else? All right. Thank you. Um, I have the, the Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor, for, nor forsake you. Deuteronomy 31 verse 8. 
Awesome. Um, what I saw was that um, you've, you've been struggling a little bit with a few things, that, that sometimes you feel out of control and you like to be in control. And it feels like to you not this, this thing, I can't control it. It's as if it, it, it gets above me. And God is just going to give you such wise, like everybody said, such wise counsel when you ask him. He will show you exactly how to handle certain things that are keeping you back. Because I really see it's, you, you've got such a kind heart. You have such a gentle spirit. But then it's like you get out of control in certain areas. Okay? But God is really going it's to, it's much better. I've seen already, you've really been, um, you've been really trying. And God honors that. Okay? You're, a, you're, a, you're an awesome guy. Okay? Forget the past. Okay? It's not going to have an influence on your future. You have to make that decision. Not looking back what's behind, but looking forward. Because there's a great purpose and plan for your life. Okay? Okay? You're welcome. Hallelujah. Um, talent? You got something? <laughs> you always forget me, Bob. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't forget you. Um, Jared, there is something that mom said. Uh, and I think somebody else commented on, uh, on Facebook when they said warrior. And mom was like, uh, less games and more time with God. Uh, I was busy searching a particular scripture, which I got. And this was uh, a prophet speaking to a mother, right? And he said, you will become pregnant and have a son whose head shall never be touched by a razor because this boy is to be a Nazarite dedicated to God from the womb, all right? And thank God for technology. I'm with Google right here. And Nazareth stands for an Israelite who was consecrated for the service of God, all right? So um, what everybody, just to sum up what everybody has said right now concerning you and your life, like what mom said, don't look at your past, right? You were designed and consecrated, set aside, specially set aside for God's work. With the youth ministry, like, um, um, yes, as she said, you have, you have a certain dynamic power which, is, which was specially designed to affect change. So don't easily be tossed to and fro like every wind by every wind of doctrine. Do you understand? Remember, um, you did not choose God, but God chose you. And he already set you aside that your story shall be told. Do you understand? So I just want you to understand that you were consecrated from birth for God's use and for God's glory. Amen. Thank you. Hallelujah. Yes. And Jesus was a Nazarene as well. We didn't cut the head, didn't drink the juice of the grape. They didn't eat the 
rape. And um, so, uh, you know, it, we, we're not under that, but there's certain things when God says to you, I have set you apart, then be the set apart ones. Don't join in of in, in what everybody else is doing. Don't join in in conversation that you know I should not be in. Don't join in in, in parties and, and things that you know but know but know. These people don't, they drag me down. I don't have the, my character is not there yet to withstand because we have to resist the enemy. But sometimes we're not, there yet. So we need people around us that is anointed, that is in the word of God rather than, than the world. We only go, we go, we are in the world, not of it. Yes, exactly. So, you know, um, I know in the beginning when I just started serving God, I could not go certain places because I knew I'm going to miss it. I'm going to miss it if I go there now. And the, the, the pull was quite strong, <laughs> you know, because it's so easy to go back to, to that. But, but I wanted to move into the fullness of God. And it's still a pursuit. It's always a pursuit. It's always a pursuit. Um, I'm, I'm sure Dr. Yvette is struggling with stuff that I don't struggle with, but I struggle again with stuff that she has conquered. I mean, she's got a doctorate already. <laughs> I'm still trying to get my master's. <laughs> you know, for her, it's second nature to just go and sit down and, and, and just write. She already has the, has the pen of a ready writer, the tongue of a ready writer. Exactly. You know, there I rub off on her. I'm, I mean, I, I, want her, I, I want her anointing to be able to do that, to rub off on me. Because I've had so much prophetic word that I'm going to write bestsellers. But I need to be disciplined to go and sit there and just do it. See, so we all have something that is still not there. But thank God, if he said it, he will help us get there. But we, are, we have, mustn't work against him. We must work with him. So, Father, we thank you for this morning, Lord. Thank you, God, that you sent us your Holy Spirit to help us. And thank you that Everything in our lives, every plant that you did not plant, you will reveal it to us and uproot it. In Jesus' mighty name, Lord, we surrender to you. We surrender all to you, Lord Jesus. You are our blessed Savior. Holy Spirit, come and help us. Come and teach us. Come and show us every single thing in our lives that we, we need to get rid of so that that which you planted will grow stronger, will yield succulent fruit, will make people hungry for you, will make people thirsty for more of you. Thank you, Lord, that you have made each and every one of us unique, your masterpiece. Some of us warriors, meaning raised up in the army of God, you have called us each for a purpose, for a reason, in every season, not just some, in every season, 
you have called us for something. Thank you, Lord, that we will step into it. We will not be afraid. If it's prayer, we will pray. If it's a season of, of letting go, it's that we need to do. But thank you, Holy Spirit, you will reveal it to us. And that we will not sit on prophetic word for years. That it will start to manifest. We will be in such a level of faith that it will start to manifest. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thanks for tuning into Radical Change Ministries. Subscribe for more.